0: Hey, I know, I'll use my trusty frying pan as a drying pan.
1: Hello everyone and welcome to Out of the Drying Pan, a Pokemon the Series podcast where each week we discuss two or more or less episodes of the Pokemon anime series. <laughs> Austin's already laughing at me. So this week again we are a twosome, typically we have Jacob here and he's the host but he is unable to join us so I am instead joined by Austin. Hello. Hello, Austin. How are you?
0: What do you think it's like to have things going on that will prevent you from doing a podcast?
1: I don't know. That's actually a really good question. Like, Austin and I are always available because we have zero lives outside of this, but Jacob is off gallivanting around. I don't really know what he's doing, but we hope he's being safe.
0: I just got a call from the Redwood Forest.
1: The Redwood Forest?
0: It said Redwood Forest, California.
1: And you didn't take the call?
0: No, I didn't take the call. It was spam.
1: Oh, well, you don't know. What if it was like your long lost, like, great, great uncle? Yeah, your tree family who was going to bestow riches and wonders upon you.
0: I don't think that's likely to happen.
1: Well, you, you'll you never know now because you never took the call. I guess
0: not. We should have taken it live. Live on air.
1: Have you seen those, like, scam the scammer calls?
0: I've seen those and I've always tried to actually do those. I've tried to be (laughs) the person who's like, yes, tell me more. But then they always either hang up on me or like yell at me.
1: Yeah, I I just, I'm too nervous. I can't even talk on the phone to somebody that I like know, let alone a stranger.
0: Well, apparently you're not even supposed to answer. You're not even supposed to do that.
1: I just know because
0: then because then you get put on the list of like they will answer the call. Uh,
1: that's a good point. I always know that you're never supposed to say the word yes on a call because they could like Ooh. isolate your voice. And, you know, if they say something, oh, do you agree to this? And you are you say yes. And then they've got you. That's my tip. I don't know how crazy. like I don't know how that how true that is. I know that's probably like crazy person, like paranoia levels of, you know, being careful. But I don't care.
0: What are we doing this week?
1: Just up to preface, I don't know if I said this in the opening, but we are an E for Explicit podcast, just so everybody's aware. Yeah. Good thing I said that before Austin started dropping F-bombs.
0: Fuck, 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 fuck.
1: Thank you, Austin. Okay, so this week we are discussing not anime episodes. Instead, we are going to be talking about, in continuation of our Electric Tail series, Volume 3. Well, I I guess it's not really called Volume 3. It's called Electric Pikachu Boogaloo.
0: Yeah, that's logical. Yeah, it is. Okay.
1: But. <laughs> we talk about how
0: it's break into Electric Boogaloo, but in this instance, the Boogaloo is the third iteration, not the second.
1: Say all that again. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> oh, God.
0: So, <laughs> there's Breakin'.
1: Breakin'? The movie
0: Breakin' from the 80s. Yeah, oh, about okay. breakdancing. Got it. And the sequel that came out in the, in the same year, I believe break into electric boogaloo
1: i see but this is so it bothers my
0: tiny mind that this is the third volume
1: and it's not even volume three yeah so this is electric tail continuing the saga this is a graphic novel by toshihiro ono and it sort of somewhat adapts the anime sort of coincides also sort of deviates kind of different but we cover some of the the episodes that we've talked about in the past Like, this one had the Potter and Florinda gloom episode, and Richie's there, our favorite recurring character, Richie. Austin doesn't look very thrilled. I hate Florinda. She's so much better in this. No,
0: I agree. She's way better, but I'm remembering her original incarnation. (laughs) She was so annoying.
1: I wish the listeners could see the visual side of this and, like, our faces, because we have Discord going so we can see each other as we speak. And Austin's anger at remembering Florinda. I have a
0: huge smile on my face. What are you talking about? Not
1: before. Not when I was talking about, like, Potter and Florinda and you were, like, staring off angrily into space. That's just my face. No, it's not. Oh, my God. Yes, it is. <sighs> angry.
0: <laughs> I have a ret- resting, angry face. Everyone knows this.
1: Okay, Mr. Potato Head with the angry eyes. Because I'm not a
0: resting, angry person.
1: Austin's really not. He likes to pretend, but he's really not. Yeah. Anyway, so that's what we're going to be talking about. I was really struggling to try to remember the coinciding episodes with this, but it's been kind of a while, so we'll just have to see.
0: We'll figure it out as we go.
1: Yeah, but I mean, arguably, am I, okay, so let's ju- let's start out with some overall impressions. Like, just overall, what did you think about this?
0: This one's weird to me, because it feels like we're kind of losing the narrative a little bit. yeah. Like, it feels like these are really strange adventures that we're on now that don't really have anything to do with anything. (laughs) But the League is really good, so I like that.
1: Honestly, I much prefer this. Like, there's a lot more autonomy going on with the characters. Like, they're not all— Ash is not the ultimate chosen one where everybody has to, like, be in his orbit at all times. Is there, like, greebles or ghosts around you? What are you looking at?
0: (laughs) I'm just having fun on my spinning chair. Oh,
1: okay. Meanwhile, I'm over here. You can't see, but I'm covered in laptop cords and pillows trying to prop up this microphone.
0: You need a better setup.
1: I don't have a desk area.
0: We've been doing this for a year and a half, and you're still just, like, on your bed. It's
1: not going to change.
0: That's a fire hazard. It
1: is. Oh, well. Anyway, so let's just jump into this. Am I going to... Should I start off? Yeah, if you want to. Okay. So chapter one or chapter five, would it be chapter five if you're going in order...
0: Chapter nine. Oh,
1: okay. See, What the fuck? Okay, I'm I'm high. Chapter nine. Whatever. It's chapter one. That's what I'm going to say. It's chapter one.
0: Okay.
1: I'm your Venusaur. Love it. Is this a reference to... I immediately thought of I'm your boogeyman by Casey and the Sunshine Band, or is this a different reference?
0: I'm your Venus. Oh. Or.
1: (laughs) Oh my God, I was not thinking that at all. (laughs) What was that? I don't even know what you're talking about. Oh my god! You've never heard that song? I'm no.
0: That's what I
1: am. You don't know that song? Okay.
0: No, I don't recognize your rendition of it, but I think this I'm Rob Zombie.
1: White Zombie did a cover of the Casey and the Sunshine Band, and White Zombie, yeah, Rob Zombie was a part of that. But
0: I can't even hear it. It's not even playing.
1: I can't believe I didn't think of I'm your Venus as the first thing. I'm over here thinking of something way more obscure. Okay, it's
0: not letting me listen to it. You can listen
1: to it on your own time. That's fine. Both versions are good, but I would recommend the white zombie version because I'm in a metal mood. Yeah, babe, she's got it. You know, honestly, we didn't even talk about what we did. We didn't even do the week talk thing. Do we want to back up and do that? Okay. Nothing. (laughs) Typically, we do a week talk segment when Jacob is here talking about what we did over the past week. But because Jacob's not here, we're like lemmings flinging ourselves off the cliff. Like, I have no idea what I'm doing. Anyway, let's talk about the first chapter in which we don't really see much of the twerps at all. This is a Pokemon centric chapter.
0: We've had a lot of those in succession.
1: How do you feel about that? Like where the Pokemon go off and they like talk English to each other and...
0: That's why I feel like we're kind of losing the thread a little bit. It's like we went from Ash in the world to now it's like Pikachu's Adventures. Yeah. Which I guess makes sense. Pikachu's name is in the title, but it's just an an interesting shift.
1: It is interesting. But
0: but after this, it goes back to normal.
1: Yeah, this is our little sidebar because Ash and friends are currently in a small unnamed town working odd jobs for Cash. Because they have no cash.
0: Ash was like on a bicycle? I
1: I don't know. Misty was
0: like a maid waitress?
1: I thought she was working at the Pokemon Center. Oh, was she? As an assistant. But I don't know. looks like she had like a Nurse Joy kind of outfit on.
0: Ash was like wearing like a... Like it looked like he was making deliveries on a bicycle.
1: Yeah, he was doing some kind of...
0: Like a DoorDash. (laughs)
1: A (laughs) DoorDash. Yeah, he was kind of doing some sort of manual labor slash delivery type thing which makes sense but what do they need cash for i don't really get it i mean i guess Mm. food and stuff shelter i mean good for them being self-sufficient not relying on hey mom can you like send me some money working your own way through the world
0: our real stars
1: are bulbasaur yes but this is not okay so i think we talked about this last time so ash has been doing a lot of stuff off screen catching things doing stuff this Bulbasaur is not the Bulbasaur, at least that's what we determined, right? Like, this is not the Bulbasaur that was protecting the Pokemon village. This is a different one. Okay, let's back up a little bit because we need some context. Okay, so this town, I I really still like the town, like the aesthetics. Like, this one's really cool because it's built around the base of this huge, massive tree. Like, think about the tree in, like, Avatar, where all the Avatar Na'vi people live in the tree.
0: That's why the Redwood Forest was trying to call me.
1: Hey, that's very appropriate. But yeah, so this massive, like, tree is... The town is, like, built into it. Like, it's roots and stuff. And it has a lot of Bulbasaur and Ivysaur and Venusaur that live there. Because there's a local legend that says this huge Venusaur tree in the middle of town grew out of a Venusaur lord that defended the town in battle, died there... And this tree grew from its corpse, I guess. Yep. Which is kind of interesting because I think this goes back to like the other volume we were talking about, the nomadic tribes of Kanto. So we have this like battle from antiquity, like medieval time.
0: Uh, what was most interesting was the Bulbasaur. Okay, so at, Pikachu and Bulbasaur meet up with a random Ivysaur, the towny Ivysaur. Mm-hmm. And they get into a debate about whether or not this guardian spirit Venusaur exists. Bulbasaur says no. The local Ivysaur says yes. And oh my God, Bulbasaur and Ivysaur are so cute.
1: They are so adorable.
0: They are so cute.
1: Is it like their personality? Like the dialogue or the art style?
0: I think the art style.
1: Yeah, the art, it's hard. And I know this is not the best medium for this because obviously this is an audio podcast and this um, manga is visual, but I still love the art. I think the art is very unique. It's really cute. And I think they look really cool. They're, they're like... Go seek,
0: so go seek it out. You can find it easy if you want to.
1: Yeah, just Google Google some panels from it because I think the art's really neat. Especially later when we see, like, well, Gyarados looks really cool. Arbok is featured kind of prominently in some of these panels, and it looks really neat. Um, but yeah, so they're arguing. And then they get, like, a bunch of the old venusaur that live around town as like witnesses like hey guys tell us if you've seen the guardian spirit like is it real or not i think i'm pretty sure number three like they ask a few different ones and i'm pretty sure number three just describes the sun oh was that what was going on yeah because he's like there's some
0: prima up in here Prima I just wrote, I just wrote it was called a stoner store.
1: A stoner sore. Yeah, this one it was. It out
0: of its mind from the sun.
1: Well, it was staring into the sun because it was like, oh, it's a golden disc that's like at the top of the tree and like rays come out of it. I'm like,
0: oh, okay, okay. You're
1: describing the sun. I feel so bad. But they're all old. They're like old people and they're like going around. Hey, do you tell us about the legend of the Venusaur tree? But so ultimately, they end up trying to climb the top of this tree to see the Guardian Spirit for themselves. And I thought this part was interesting. I don't know if you caught this, but there was one part where our Bulbasaur had to call out its own move to use it.
0: Very Digimon. Vine
1: Whip. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I
0: think, don't they typically do that? Like if Bulbasaur going to do an attack, he usually like does like a, a Bulbasaur noise as he does it.
1: Yeah, but I, would that equate to them calling out their own moves?
0: Um, Yes, because I know Pikachu has a certain rhythm of pika noises oh, as he does his attacks.
1: Like the Electro Ball, where he's like, yeah, Pikachu, yeah. pee. It's or always the
0: same little incantation.
1: That's a good point. So I mm-hmm. guess they do that regardless, but I thought that was funny. So they finally end up climbing all the way to the top, and they do find up there at the top top of the tree this like huge collection of roots and vines that actually looks like a Venusaur so cool is it what coincidentally that it looks like that or
0: I'm gonna say what happens in a moment implies that it's a real spiritual entity of a long deceased Venusaur from ancient times
1: is this like oh my gosh what was that episode of the anime where it was like that was it trevenant that huge like trevenant corpse I don't
0: know what are you talking about?
1: <laughs> well, it was in the movie or something, right? Uh, was it the Celebi movie?
0: It was Sun and Moon. It was Sun and Not Moon. Not Sun and Moon. No,
1: it wouldn't be Celebi movie because that was way before Trevenant. Well, what, okay. Remind me. Wasn't
0: it Sun and Moon and like he time travels yes. to meet Professor Kukui in the past or something? Yes. Oh, yeah. And it's a Trevenant corpse.
1: Yes. Okay. I wasn't right. going totally completely right. insane. Yeah. Because like he fl- flash forward into present time, there's like a huge Trevenant looking corpse tree thing
0: you thought you were slick sun and moon anime ripping off this <laughs> manga we caught you red-handed exactly
1: to, okay can we just relive the past for one second when everybody before we all knew what trevenant's name was and everybody called it spooky tree
0: that was the most amazing thing ever whoever made that little edit it was amazing
1: and you want to know what else i'd like to also share with the listeners about how i'm still bitter about this entire thing austin's given up he's like i've heard this story 50 million times I'm still upset, Austin. This still makes me upset to this day. So, Trevenant, we got the Trevenant announcement or whatever. I thought it was super cute at the time. And I was going to nickname it in the game. And I wanted to nickname it Spoopy because I was a stupid kid. And I was like, oh, Spoopy's a great name. But come to find out, you cannot name your Pokemon Spoopy because apparently the word poop is banned.
0: That was a fun time. It was a fun time. X and Y times were fun.
1: I still get bitter about it when I think about it.
0: I just remember when everyone called Snivy Smugleaf.
1: Oh, I forgot all about that. Smugleaf. It's not even a good
0: pun. Okay.
1: Let's go back to those times. I can't wait for the Poke... Well, it's not the same. Like, even with the Scarlet and Violet leaks, it's not that same sort of fun. Where it's like you have a blacked out image and you're trying to guess, like, what's that silhouette? And it's... Eh. Not the same. Anyway, let's move on. I know I'm being boring. Okay, so they find this huge Venusaur corpse root thing and team rocket's there somehow i guess they like i don't even know what they were trying to do but they're in the tree because they like crash their hover pod into the top of the tree not really sure but they're there anyway pikachu and bulbasaur get into it pikachu ignites weezing's gas attack and it explodes and bulbasaur makes a wish on the guardian spirit to save their lives and it does and they float down safely on a giant flower petal question mark yeah and the ivysaur is like what are you gonna wish for and bulbasaur is like i think i just used it up on not dying not not
0: the most exciting of chapters no i'm sorry Bulbasaur was really cute
1: i'm trying to make this like exciting and i'm like keep talking talk about it i have i have
0: maybe six bullet point notes on this yeah
1: so that I mean, these are kind of more I would say segmented or like compartmentalized than the others. Like they're kind of their own standalone stories, wouldn't mm-hmm. you? Th- wouldn't you say?
0: No, I totally agree. All
1: right, so yeah, that was the Bulbasaur episode, and so the next one is Clefairy, Clefairy.
0: Okay, keep doing that.
1: No, that's that's enough.
0: Let's do like the Pokemon Stadium game.
1: Clefairy, Clefairy, Clefairy. Is that what they sound like? Very, very, very. Fairy. Fairy.
0: Uh, oh. I haven't memorized.
1: That's scary. Right,
0: I'm, I'm taking over this one.
1: Yeah, talk about chapter two. And I'm going to do it in a voice the whole time. Okay, this chapter is called Clefairy in Space. Oh my gosh.
0: Okay, no, we're not. I'm not doing that.
1: Okay. Podcast so, over. Goodbye.
0: <laughs> this, this chapter introduces an original character, a little girl named some shit. And Mimi. Mimi. And she has a pet, Jigglypuff. And she's alone in her giant mansion when a whole UFO of Clefairy crashes outside in her backyard. And she says, look, a whole symphony of Clefairy came out of the UFO, just like the movie. So note, a group of Clefairy is called a symphony.
1: That's so interesting, because I know we've had discussions Mm -hmm. about this, like, hypothetically in the past. Like, what's a pack of whatever's called... And now I guess we have the official name for that. A symphony of Clefairy. They're not even musical. I mean, okay.
0: I just sang a whole Clefairy song. I'm sorry.
1: Can I just get on my stupid soapbox for a second? Because that's why we're all here, to have baseless and stupid opinions on Pokemon shit. Um, Anyway, Jigglypuff and Clefairy are like the same thing, right? They're both like pink round Pokemon
0: It is awfully repetitive. What is that about? I I
1: don't know, but I think it's kind of unfortunate because, I mean, okay, I love Pokemon in every iteration. Gen 1, obviously, they're finding their footing, but it is Gen 1. I mean, some of the, I mean, Seal, for fuck's sake, is called Seal. No,
0: you mean Gen 1 isn't perfect? It isn't. It's not amazing and fantastic in every conceivable way? I'm sorry
1: to say, but it isn't, and I think we just lost all of our viewers. I'm so sorry. I love Gen 1, but there's some problematic things, like... Chinks. Er, I was gonna say more of, like, yeah, that aside, but, like, Voltorb's literally a Pokeball. Love Voltorb, uh, by the way. fucking amazing, It's though. super yeah. cute, love it. <laughs> but, like, okay, Clefairy and Jigglypuff are, like, both pink, round, cutesy Pokemon.
0: One of them needed to go.
1: They're, yeah. I, uh, I would say Jigglypuff needed to go, because I hate Jigglypuff in the anime, but that's just my opinion.
0: I think Jigglypuff has a better design. (gasps) Really? But maybe that's because we see way more Jigglypuff.
1: Okay, when you think about it... And also,
0: I grew up on Smash Brothers, so I think that really biases me.
1: Okay. But like, okay, when you think about it aesthetically, Jigglypuff and Wigglytuff is, in your mind, superior to Clefairy and Clefable?
0: Okay, maybe not.
1: (laughs) Because that's where I base it on, the whole picture. I'm like, Clefable's better? I don't know.
0: Maybe I don't know. Clefairy is a bit more has more design details.
1: Is that better or worse?
0: I don't. I don't know. They're not my favorite Pokemon at all. Wait, well,
1: yeah. okay. My original point was going to be why is it called a Symphony of Clefairy when Jigglypuff is the singing one?
0: Um, Because it, a group of Jigglypuff is called an orchestra of Jigglypuff.
1: Oh my gosh, did you just come up with that? Yes, oh, I did. I love it. It's not even like,
0: it, I mean, people sing in orchestras, but that's not the main point. Anyway.
1: Anyway, I'm sorry. I don't know why. A marching I just
0: band of Jigglypuffs combined. Good.
1: Anyway, I don't okay. know, but keep going.
0: So this is like our Ancient Aliens episode because oh apparently God. there's a, like a major blockbuster movie called Clefairy in Space. Um, it's kind of like an E.T. type situation going on with little space Clefairy leaving, uh, little Elliot behind (laughs) at the end of the movie as it goes off to space. Everyone loves it except for Ash, who thinks it's dumb as shit. And Missy and Brock are all jealous, like, oh, yeah, that's because you've seen real Clefairy. You've seen the real Clefairy evolutionary ceremony, which... Good continuity.
1: Yes, I appreciate that.
0: This whole chapter is kind of a sequel to that one, actually.
1: We like that chapter. I re- Having the Bill. That was a really
0: cool chapter. Yeah,
1: Bill, not a crazy person. Professor Oak being a sexy, hot professor, all that.
0: Well, speaking of crazy people. Oh,
1: God. Here comes Oswald. Orville. He-
0: they renamed him to Professor Orville.
1: Wait, they renamed? When was he Oswald?
0: In the show. Oswald? I swear to God, he was Oswald. Wait,
1: okay, give me some context, because I'm not remembering an Oswald in this show.
0: Okay, so the previous Bulbasaur chapter was like a very loose adaptation of the time Bulbasaur decided not to evolve, right?
1: Oh, with the spores and all that? Yeah. Yeah, okay.
0: This is a very loose adaptation of the Jigglypuff versus Clefairy, with all the Clefairy stealing shit.
1: Oh, right.
0: And nicking their weird spaceship <laughs> situation.
1: Yes. That was an
0: odd one. Okay. they had Oswald, who had his little, like, little toy device that said everything was an alien. Oh,
1: the, like, cereal box guy. Hold on, I don't want to see this guy's face. Oh, that crazy guy. Okay. I remember him now.
0: Are we to assume his name is Oswald Orville?
1: Oswald. Does it... Okay, let's see. He's... In the show, he is a space enthusiast residing in a small town where he purchased all his technology out of comic books. Okay, now I remember this. Right. In this he's a completely different, he's Professor Orville, but he's still the crazy scientist that think that they're like UFOs instead of Pokémon. Right.
0: Well, in this he's not a he's not a small town loony. He's <laughs> an accredited, well, kind of. He's kind of like that the pop culture scientist guy who has, like, these crazy, wacky theories about how Clefairies are from space. But he's getting a lot of press attention because his book, Chariots of the Pokemon Gods, got adapted into the movie Clefairy in Space. So
1: he's like, okay, we need to talk about this. So basically he's like, the Doctor Oz of Pokemon, right? Like he's not really.
0: A I think he's the ancient aliens guy with the hair that goes up.
1: Giorgio Sukalos or whatever his name is. with the ancient
0: crazy- alien theorists believe.
1: Ancient astronaut theorists speculate. Oh, get it. <laughs> oh, no, no. <laughs> okay. I think he's that guy. Okay. Fuck what anybody says. I actually love the ancient alien show. I know that's crazy, but I do. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Not because I believe in it, but some of the stuff is crazy enough that I'm like, hmm, that's interesting and (laughs) thought-provoking. Maybe it sounds so much like I believe it's true, but I want to hear what they have to say about it, if that makes sense. Okay. Anyway, can we talk about- It's like
0: Bigfoot Hunters or something.
1: Okay. I'm sorry. I'm getting so off track. The one thing I remember (laughs) about Bigfoot Hunters is the one time they had an episode on there where the guys were trying to convince people that you know those power lines that go in like a straight line, those huge power lines? Yes. Like in sequential order. Yeah. Those are apparently Bigfoot highways and also Because
0: the Bigfoot the bigfoots would definitely go on man-made pathways yeah, right. in a big open space
1: <laughs> where anyone can see them for a long distance. I know, it's like a, a huge open field for miles and miles. <laughs> But no, those are the highways, and also, Bigfoots love bacon, oh, according good. to these folks. So let's thank them for that information.
0: Okay, so some Bigfoot scientists really are into the chariots of the Pokemon gods.
1: <laughs> Can I stop you again? Yes! <laughs> we have to talk about this chariot of the gods thing.
0: Okay, talk about it. Okay,
1: so he's a professor, I guess, and uh-huh. he... It said that he's being interviewed for his recent dissertation so i was like what is this a dis like a dissertation obviously is when you do academic research for school and you're doing it a- like you're publishing your findings on an original research topic right mm-hmm. like that's a dissertation so what is his dissert? like what is this about like that clefairies are aliens is that what he's trying to argue Oh, it's that thing from that guy! I
0: showed Alex uh, a visual cue oh. about the book, the famous book, Chariots of the Gods. I
1: completely forgot about that. Which is
0: where the entire conceit of ancient aliens comes from in the first place. That
1: Von Daniken guy, that's right. Yes. Oh my god, I'm so stupid. That is, oh, yes. you're right. Oh my god. The
0: basis for Jack Kirby's Eternals <laughs> as well.
1: <laughs> I completely forgot he wrote that book. Okay. Yeah, he's also on that show. He's not the guy with the hair. He's the bald guy.
0: Wait,
1: he's still alive? Is he? Last I checked. Damn. Yeah, but he's on that show. Okay, good for him. Oh, my God. I completely fucking forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, he's still alive.
0: Okay, interesting. Okay,
1: anyway, side sidebar over. Continue. Okay,
0: so, this is a big reference to this crazy bullshit I'm in real so life. I'm so
1: tickled. Okay.
0: Professor Orville was giving an interview in Apple City. That's where they are. They said they're in Apple City.
1: Tim Apple, is that his city?
0: Um and Professor Oak is there. <laughs> Professor Oak is there and he's also there for like a TV debate with Orville uh, um about like the legitimacy of his theories. Misty and Brock have orgasms cuz they've never met Professor Oak before and he's like a god to the gym leaders of Kanto. <laughs> Misty's, like, totally fangirling over him and, like, wants his signature. And Brock is, like, lifting up his Geodude Graveler and Golem and being like, Professor Oak, please see my Pokemon.
1: I love this. I know we talked about this a little bit before. I prefer, I much prefer this. Like, Professor Oak is a celebrity.
0: And he's, like, ruggedly handsome. Yeah,
1: he has the rugged good looks and he's an accomplished professor. But it makes more sense to me that at, or Brock and Misty, even with their quote-unquote celebrity status as gym leaders don't know him like ash is just lucky to have met him in the clefairy cave and not even they know him brock and misty i don't know i think that's fun it is
0: fun it's a different dynamic yeah meanwhile little girl mimi has all these clefairies at her apartment where's her
1: father (laughs) by the way Did they say where her parents are? Are they just, like,
0: busy? Her mother mother is dead, dead.
1: but her dad is... Her mother's passed away. Somewhere. And
0: dad is busy. Very, very evocative of the Entei movie, may I note.
1: (gasps) Oh, you're right.
0: She's hosting the Symphony of Clefairy at her mansion, and she's, like, a big, like ufo person because she has a child's field guide to ufos
1: did you read that did you read the i read
0: book? it i read it tell us i have it written down in 1999 ted allen of arkansas was taken <laughs> by the aliens from the planet clef to various places in space and discovered the clefairy are ancient aliens
1: okay i didn't do my due diligence in research but is there like a real person like a reference to some alien guy like did a guy named ted allen see aliens
0: uh, I can't seem to find him by Googling him. So he's from the Arkansas region of the Pokemon world. right?
1: In Japan. Got it.
0: <laughs> yes. Meanwhile, uh, the twerps are with Oak and they're getting dinner after Oak's like TV chat, I guess. When a Clefairy attacks the restaurant and steals all their sh- stuff.
1: I didn't really get this part, but sure.
0: Okay. So Oak sends out his sand shrew to cause a giant Fisher attack in the middle of the restaurant to, I don't know stop the destruction question mark
1: were they trying to catch it or were they just trying to stop it from stealing food
0: i don't know what they were doing but regardless oak and ash wander off without misty brock and sand true <laughs> and they follow the clefairy back to like a subterranean area just like in the show except and like the show which was really crazy and weird oak is like these Clefairies are just, like, stealing random objects, probably because they're looking for food, and they're just grabbing everything they can. And we come to see they're actually making a giant, like, Clefairy nest underground, so they're not building a spaceship.
1: This is very Stranger Things, like, with a nest underground, like...
0: Uh, oh, lordy. And
1: also, you didn't talk about how they have, like, spit that crystallizes into, like, gemstone. Like, that's interesting.
0: Ash thinks the spit gemstones are really pretty. Sure. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. Ugh, that's gross. (laughs) All right.
0: Oak's theory is that these Clefairies are escape pets, and they've kind of congregated, like, I don't know, the the pythons of the Everglades or something.
1: Yeah, like alligators you flush down the toilet, and then they live in the sewers. I mean, that's kind of what's happening here.
0: Which would you rather come out of your toilet, an alligator or a Clefairy?
1: Um, (laughs) I don't know. Those kind of implications that are bad in both scenarios, but I guess if I had to pick the Clefairy...
0: They discover all the Clefairy hanging out underground when they get a call from Orville because she- oh Mimi, God. <laughs> What, what? No,
1: I'm sorry. I just love the fact that she calls him from her horsey phone.
0: Mimi calls Orville from her horsey phone from the uh, alien emergency line it's or a, that's, So that's
1: like a direct line to his phone. Yes. This alien emergency call. <laughs>
0: And she says an army of men are attacking her house. The army of men is, of course, Team Rocket. Yeah. So Orville like calls in Oak and is like, "We let's go find this little girl for research purposes." And
1: where is her (laughs) father? The
0: Men in Black from stealing the Clefairy, I guess.
1: Oh my god.
0: It, wild ash is there too and orville's like who's this kid and ash is like i come in peace
1: <laughs> yeah there were all these little stupid references off to the side
0: this is fun this is this is a very fun chapter sure yeah it
1: was better than the last one yeah
0: it reminds me of the ponytail race chapter actually they all get to the mansion, and there's, like a, like, a fist fight happening between Ash and Team Rocket. Like, <laughs> Ash jumps through a window, and James attempts to slug him, but Ash roundhouse kicks him in the face. Jessie comes up, and she knees Ash in the stomach, and he goes to the ground.
1: That was the most shocking part of this. I couldn't believe that. She drops him.
0: Okay, so it turns out all these Clefairy came out of the UFO, because the UFO was actually Team Rocket's flying contraption mecha device that they had stolen the the, clefairy, the wild Clefairy underground from. So like half of them are still underground and they're causing a ruckus because they're building their nest. And half of them are here at Minnie's mansion. Mm-hmm. But Minnie's Jigglypuff is like freaking out and it sings and puts everyone to sleep. And when they wake up, all of the Clefairy have vanished, including the Clefairy from underground. So I guess they all like kind of congregated and were like, we got to move up the road somewhere. Let's get away from here. Yeah. Th- this is a dangerous area.
1: They speculate that they went, well... They're like, did they go back to space? Or maybe they just moved half a block up the road?
0: Yeah. (laughs) Mimi's sad because all she wanted was for the Clefairy to take her up into space so she could meet with her dead mother, who is now a star in the sky. The end.
1: Yeah, that was kind of sad. I mean, the dad, obviously she's a little girl, so the dad explained death to her like, oh, your mom's a star in heaven now. So in her logical brain her child mind she's like well obviously i just have to get to the stars and i'll see my mom again i thought that was very sad like she was just trying to do what her dad like told her oh go Mm -hmm. see your mom in the in the stars because that's where she is like
0: can we get more information why this little girl is being left alone at night overnight for several days in a row i
1: know like yeah there's and then nobody like called her dad at the like he didn't show up in like a side panel off to the end like oh my gosh what's happening at my house like he doesn't appear at all so i don't know what became of her but
0: nothing good well she found a bunch of unknown and she made a magical <laughs> wish for an ente to come
1: yeah because her mom right Yep. And then Delia comes to be her, like, substitute mother. And mm-hmm. I mean, overall, it was a good chapter, though.
0: It was a very good chapter.
1: Better than Oswald or whatever the fuck his name was. Overall, these these chapters, I think, are much more fun than what we got in the anime.
0: It, it does feel like they're picking out episodes that maybe were not the best and kind of like extrapolating on them and making them more humorous and lively, I guess.
1: Like, if here's our chance at a redo. So yep. this is what it should have been.
0: This chapter in particular seems to be kind of like a parody of the anime episode because that episode was wild. Like the fairy <laughs> had like there was no explanation for any of it, and this one actually like goes out of its way for Oak to be like, okay, so this is happening because of this, right? And most likely this hat caused that to happen, and the UFO was just Team Rocket.
1: Well, we could never have such a cool episode because Oak, our Oak in the anime, is not half as cool as this Oak.
0: No, in the book. <laughs>
1: We like to give Oak shit, or at least I do, anyway. All right. Well, I guess, is that wrap up chapter two? That wraps up chapter two. Now we're on to chapter three, which arguably has the coolest title of the whole book, Days of Gloom and Glory. Ah, I love it. It's like a teen novel.
0: The chapters are way better titles than this one. All
1: right. So between, okay, so we have some sort of a time skip between the Clefairy episode and and where we're, where we are now because in this interim period ash has won 8 gym badges.
0: Oh, you missed those chapters? Yeah. You missed the you missed when he got all the badges? I must have. Was there like a oh, okay. did the,
1: did I miss a chapter? Was there another book?
0: You missed the episode or the chapter with Erica where she shoved Ash into a burning building. Yeah. And the chapter with <laughs> Blaine where he was actually dead and the Magmar episode
1: yeah, too yeah, bad. Jacob, that was Jacob's favorite fight in the whole anime.
0: I'm trying to think of what other interpretations we could have. Um, Lieutenant Surge was a war criminal.
1: Yeah, speaking of Lieutenant Surge, I've been playing Let's Go Eevee, and I was not expecting Lieutenant Surge to kick my ass, but he did. His fucking Raichu wrecked my team.
0: It sounds like a personal problem.
1: It really, I don't know. I mean, eventually I did beat him, but like. I was overleveled and I still had trouble. And I'm like, what is this? This is Let's Go Eevee. This is not a difficult game. What is wrong with me?
0: Well, you should have gotten a Gloom because Glooms are um, resistant to electric moves.
1: Apparently. Even Bellsprout. I had a Bellsprout and that thing let me down. So anyway, we are eight badges ahead now. So Ash is like ready to be qualified and enter the Pokemon League. So he's off to do that. This is where it gets interesting. And I appreciate this. Brock and Misty decide to leave Ash. They're like our job is done we've gotten you this far okay we're off to do our own thing now sayonara
0: because they're gonna be in the league
1: yeah they're they're going off to do their own training because they actually have goals and and dreams of their own shocker and they don't have to be like tied to ash's hip at all times so they're like bye ash good luck with whatever we'll see you in two months because that's when the league is and then okay so we're at this like
0: Tokyo 3?
1: Yeah, what is going on with this? So they're, like, in a Pokemon Center. Ash gets the badges registered. He's like, okay, I'll see you guys in two months. But then it, like, pans out to, like, a wide panel. And they're, like, in the flooded ruins of a city. Where, what? Where are they?
0: (laughs) We never got an explanation as to what was going on here, did we?
1: Not at all. So that's why I was asking if you had any different insight, because...
0: I'm going to assume it was a... um... Because there are, you know, like planned floodings of towns and such.
1: I suppose.
0: Throughout history, and like when they construct a dam or whatever, and oftentimes it's not good because they displace a lot of people, and they're typically people who can't afford to relocate. But anyway.
1: Well, this is, but I don't. I mean, I I know what you're saying, but we meet a character in a in a minute who is very wealthy, and yes. she is basically sitting on the ruins of her house and she's like all my stuff i lost everything so that just makes me seem like if it was a planned flooding wouldn't they have warned them so they could get out all their belongings that didn't happen
0: this had to have been a natural disaster of some sort yeah or like kyogre had a bad day or something because (laughs) everything's underground or underwater rather
1: i mean yeah it's like these this ruin like ruins of this cityscape and like Clearly, this is a, a wealthy mansion area, like a affluent area of town. All the houses are like dilapidated and falling into the ocean. And this must have just recently happened because Ash... So he leaves the Pokemon Center, I guess, that's somehow still intact. But he like looks off into the distance and here's this beautiful girl sitting on the top of her house that's like halfway in the water
0: was she dressed as, like princess zelda or some shit what yeah. was she wearing
1: <laughs> well the outfits you, this is like i mean we kind of have hints of it like this is like a futuristic sort of life they live in like they have the hover mm-hmm. buses and like she's sitting underneath this like futuristic umbrella thing i don't even know what it is
0: it was like a cyber
1: umbrella yeah <laughs> <laughs> i don't really know what's going on but she is dressed like princess zelda she's got a very interesting outfit I didn't know if any of this, like, were any of these panels censored like the others were with Misty and her? I
0: think the censorship is more or less done for now. Okay. I think it's been toned down.
1: Yeah, I didn't get that vibe at all. Not like last volume where it was, like, obvious.
0: Well, actually, I take it back because I think Jessie has some bazoonga uh, (laughs) missile. She's smuggling missiles under her shirt. Got it. But I think that got censored. Got
1: it. It's not as obvious as it was in, like, the Evie episode or... That tour guide lady and Misty, of course. But anyway, this girl is sitting on the top of her ruined house. She's surrounded by a bunch of gloom, which surprisingly do not smell bad. They smell pleasant, I guess. And Florinda, this girl, we get introduced to. Yes, Austin, you have thoughts?
0: Florinda. Florinda.
1: But this is not the Florinda that we know from the anime. This is...
0: And admittedly, like, she's had some tragedies befall her very recently. Yes. So I'm more, much more on her side of, like, lamenting her unfortunate circumstances versus the Florinda from the show.
1: She's a much more relatable character. So, okay, I had to remind myself. So the Florinda in the anime is just kind of a naive, sad, depressed girl who inherited a nursery, like a plant nursery, and she's like oh no i'm such a bad trainer and all this and i can't remember because i think i was like didn't i like take up for her and like defend her at some point i don't remember i should have listened to that episode but i didn't anyway so this this is a different iteration of florinda she's not as helpless as her anime counterpart but she's still the lady of the manor you know she's very like privileged and i wouldn't say helpless but she's got her manservant potter who's
0: completely different Oh my god. Fucking I love, love like, him. <laughs> this is wild. This is so weird.
1: He's not okay, so the potter again, completely different than his anime counterpart. The potter in the anime is just like this nerdy like employee guy. guy. Like Yeah. Yeah, he just <laughs> He just works there and he's like a quiet, kind of like mousy kind of guy who's just like oh, okay, I'll just do whatever. This guy is, like, a super sexy, manly butler who can, like, kick Gyarados in the face and, like, run on water and dive underwater and, like, I don't know. He's all kinds of crazy.
0: He's, like, 205% muscle. <laughs> <laughs> he's, like, a superhero.
1: I love him. And he's got the cute little apron on. Like, he's he's got this, like, beard and a ponytail. And he's clearly much older. And he's just, like... Awesome. I don't know what to say. He's like a
0: Neanderthal. And
1: it's this dichotomy of like, he's the really sexy, beefy, manly butler, and she's the wayfish, like, oh, I'm the rich girl that's like.
0: She's a princess. She's a
1: princess, yeah. I love it. I love it. I love this so much better than the show. I wish they had done this instead, but alas, we'd.
0: Again, turning a very forgettable, not notable, one of the worst episodes of Canto into like. (laughs) Just hijinks. Just crazy stuff.
1: Right. So in this, also in this iteration, she is from a wealthy family, but she doesn't own a nursery. The only, it, the only kind of indication we have that she has anything to do with grass type Pokemon is this cluster of glooms that she has. Ooh,
0: ooh. What do we call a group of gloom? Um. A field of gloom? A
1: field? No, because they're like, like a fly traps, kind of like.
0: Um.
1: A petal of glooms? I have no idea. Ooh, that's
0: like, I like that. petal. A petal. <laughs>
1: So that's the only kind of iteration that we have that she has anything to do with grass type Pokemon. She tells her sad tale of how she lost everything um, and she just got swindled out of the last of her money because some traveling passerby sold her fake leaf stones.
0: Which looks like a pile of like a bush.
1: Yeah. Which I thought was kind of neat because they're like these spiky stones that look like leaves. But was that one stone or was it a pile of them?
0: i th- I think they got a giant bush and just put it in front of her
1: yeah so she, it, they're all fake they're not real leaf stones she lost all her money in this scam potter is like don't worry princess florinda i'll go get the rest of our riches that are currently underwater so he like jumps into the ocean and like goes to get them from the house i don't really know but yes
0: okay team rocket is underwater. And they are scooping up like jewelry and riches from from the underwater sunken city. Which must be the city of Hollywood.
1: Yeah, they're scavenging in the ruins. That's right.
0: Yeah, and they bring the stuff up shore and then
1: Oh, he intercepts them and then
0: Because the Gyarados are attacking Team Rocket. So
1: they're they're down there scavenging for for lost riches, taking advantage of the situation. Some Gyarados attack and Potter kicks the Gyarados in the face and recovers the riches. They also, so among this like pile of treasure that they collect from Team Rocket is a Pokeball. And Ash is like, what is this? This looks like a brand new Pokeball. It still has a price tag on it and everything. And they open it up and a very young Meowth comes out.
0: (gasps) So cute. It
1: was so cute. I loved it. Cute. It's a baby one. Potter is like, okay, I'm going, you guys keep the Meowth, but I'm going to go return, I'll do the good Samaritan thing, and I'm going to return all these items to the police station, but he gets detained at the police station under suspicion of being the thief that stole the items, (laughs) which makes no sense, but that's par for the course for Jenny, I guess.
0: Yeah, that's the police of I was going to say the Pokemon world, but that's just the police. Anyway. Uh, Yeah. Okay. We're not going (laughs) to
1: get into a political commentary because we'll get ourselves into trouble. Yeah. Um, Leave five stars. Yeah. Leave five stars. Yeah. So he gets detained. And then, okay, this part, I need help because this is.
0: This was poorly done. This
1: was very confusing. So I thought this was, a. I had to read it a few times because I thought this was the flashback to when she initially got swindled by Team Rocket for the leaf stone thing but apparently not this ha- so they did it twice is what i right
0: team rocket come up and they're like cloaks of mystery <laughs> and are like Do you want to buy these leaf stones for your gloom and this is seemingly the second time they've done it but florinda fails to mention that
1: i'm so confused
0: it's weird because they're trying to get revenge on her for potter i don't know throwing them out to sea or whatever And taking their jewelry they stole. It's just weird. It's confusing.
1: Alright, so what I think is happening is... So she got... She got taken advantage of the first time by the fake leaf stones. Potter attacks them. Like you said, they come back to get revenge. This time they're going to steal all her gloom. That's what they plan to do. So they, they pull the same trick and try to sell her the same leaf stone bullshit.
0: Florinda's so not the brightest bulb in the shed. She's, no, she's really not. But she's
1: like, because they they said, "Well, we'll trade our leaf stones for your gloom." And she at least has the presence of mind to say, "Well, if I sell you the Pokemon, I won't have any Pokemon to evolve with said leaf stones. So no deal. Plus, I don't have any money because I just got fucked over by you guys five minutes ago." But she doesn't realize that it's the same. Pe- I, I, you're right. This was really weird and confusing. But anyway, Potter shows back up, and he he tries to fight them again, but this time Jesse calls out Arbok, and Potter unfortunately has a crippling fear of snakes.
0: Admittedly, Arbok is terrifying.
1: Yeah, Arbok is like 12 feet long and towers above him, and he's a big dude, so he gets completely obliterated by Arbok, and... Florinda valiantly tries to step in and save him and manages to make all her gloom use solar beam at the same time. And that takes care of that. Um, and then Potter and Florinda have a super cute moment where they confess their love to each other. And it's so adorable.
0: Meanwhile, who's not having a good day today?
1: Um, Meowth? Meowth. Oh, yeah. Talk about that. I don't. I didn't really get that part either.
0: Okay. So it turns out this flooded city is... Apparently, the city Meowth came from, in which a beautiful Meowth girl dumped him because she he was weird and he could speak human talk.
1: Yeah, this was the Meowzy episode with Meowth's backstory as well, like combined. Right.
0: So it was kind of confusing because it kind of implied. Did it imply that Meowzy and Meowth had some sort of relationship?
1: Um. So the girl cat in the flashback that was supposed to be Meowzy saved her kitten so the meowth that ash got in the pokeball the mother meowth put him in the pokeball to save him from the flood so are we to assume that this i i
0: interpret that completely differently
1: oh okay i assumed
0: that meowzy was angry at her kitten that she had and put it in the Pokeball to abandon it. Oh, I didn't get that Because she angrily all. shoved it in the ball and walked away.
1: Really? That isn't how I... Okay. Well, I interpreted it differently. Before,
0: and with no knowledge that there was a flood coming. I thought she was just trying to get rid of it.
1: Okay. So you're saying, in your mind, she inadvertently saved its life from right. the flood. But,
0: but, like, the fact that Team Rocket got that Pokeball was complete coincidence. Because otherwise it probably would have just been in there forever. Right.
1: Yeah, so this little baby Meowth, I I don't know, my interpretation of it was this was the kitten that they had, but I... Yeah,
0: (laughs) because, okay, Meowth sees the kitten and recognizes that it looks like Meowzy. Yes. And then the kitten is like, you're weird because you talk, and he runs away crying in a state of distress for the rest of the evening. Poor thing. The implication is either (laughs) Meowzy's child has rejected him... And he's just upset about that. Or this is his child. Kitten. Yes. Yeah.
1: I like that better. I don't know. Can I just I th- go with that? <laughs> like,
0: it seemed like it was his child.
1: I love it. Either way, we don't really get a resolution to this random meow thing that happens. But I guess they were just like, again, they were just trying to shove a bunch of those episodes into this. Yeah. Potter and Florinda confess their love. And Ash is like, invite me to the wedding. <laughs> And they go on to start their own family because he's all ashamed. He's like, I can't pop. I'm just a lowly butler and you're a powerful member of the showers family. We can never have a relationship. And she's like, forget that. Let's start our own family.
0: Yeah. Also, like her house is underwater. She doesn't have any riches. Yeah. You're on equal ground now.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Nobody like who the fuck even cares anymore. Like your family's gone and like you can do whatever you want. But Okay
0: go start a greenhouse
1: yeah exactly good for them though love it
0: i thought you would like this next the ending part
1: what of this entire thing
0: no of this chapter
1: oh potter and florinda no not that what happens next
0: ash gets an email on his Pokédex. oh
1: my god the delia email yeah okay this ash and i know we've we've talked about this ad nauseum we don't like ash in the anime because he treats delia like shit But this Ash actually appreciates his mother, because she sends him a very wonderful, loving email message saying she's rooting for him and all this, and he gets teary-eyed, and he's like, okay, I'm gonna win the Pokemon League for you, Mom. Super cute.
0: And now it's on to the big leagues.
1: Dun-dun-dun. This is it.
0: Not really, because we still got another volume for this. This is true. All right, it's on to the Pokemon League, in chapter, whatever, 4 slash 12, on to the big leagues. (laughs) In which we see the Kingler, the end of the Kingler versus Golbat battle.
1: Kingler looks scary.
0: Kingler looks awesome.
1: I mean, he looks awesome, but also really scary. And also, there's a moment with some Krabbies later that scared the shit out of me, but we'll get there.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. So it's the Indigo League. Ash has just won his first match in the league. He confidently gets off stage and is in the, the back and he goes, Oh my God, I was so nervous. Oh my God.
1: <laughs> I love it. At least he's.
0: That was very, very relatable. He's
1: more humble than. The Ash we know.
0: Right. Uh, Delia and and May Oak, Gary's sister, are watching from home in Pallet Town. Professor Oak is there, and he's a co-announcer for the battles. Team Rocket's there, and they're doing their vendor gig in the stands. Mikey's watching from home. Mikey and Azivi. Oh, yeah. And a girl who I assumed was Sabrina.
1: I missed that part.
0: Okay. If I, if Sabrina, for lack of anyone else it could possibly be. Okay. Um... <laughs> Ash meets up with Gary, and they congratulate each other on their first wins in the league.
1: I love this part. I'm sorry. I just have to point out the fact that I love their dynamic. Like, they were actually... They have a healthy relationship. Like, Gary and Ash, they meet up. They're like, it's friendly, but competitive. Like, as rivals would be. But they're like... Yeah, you know, good luck to you, you know, cause see you in the league. Okay, cool. Like, you know, I'll be waiting, you know, kind of thing. Oh, but, you know, don't fuck it up kind of thing. You know, I love that.
0: They've experienced a lot of growth off panel.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, but Ash is like completely like, I'll root for you, Gary. And then Gary's like, good luck, Ash. You know, like, mature friends would mm-hmm. not the shit talking they do in the show.
0: Ash meets up with Missy and Brock for lunch. And they both suck ass because they both Aww. lost their first matches.
1: <laughs> I mean, there's some tough competition in this yeah, I know. novice tournament.
0: They could have lost to Jeanette Fisher or to Pete Pebbleton. Pete or.
1: Pebbleton. I can't
0: believe I remember these names.
1: <laughs> oh my God. Okay, keep going.
0: Um, while they're at lunch, Pikachu runs off and invites himself to someone else's food. Rude. Whose food is he stealing?
1: Well, it's our favorite.
0: Is it someone we know?
1: Oh, boy. Okay, you know what? I can't be... I feel bad being, like, shitty because this Richie is not...
0: Richie's cool.
1: Yeah, Richie's actually cool.
0: Okay, Richie's complete... <laughs> he has got a complete visual redesign. He looks like a totally different character.
1: Yeah, he's not a fucking elevator repair man, for one thing.
0: Yeah, he's got a completely different outfit. Like, it's still, like, pretty strange, but it's not, like the weird jumpsuit that he usually wears
1: plus he's He's not not wearing the hat yeah he's not an insufferable a-hole either so yeah
0: he's got a he's got a more feminine vibe to him yeah and he has a different hairstyle
1: on the cover of the the volume he's blonde haired
0: okay okay so he's blonde that's more different yeah and he has like a weird, like, southern accent twang oh, yeah. going on. What was that about? <laughs> I,
1: I guess it's just like a to differentiate the dialects. Like, he's from a different place, I guess. I don't know.
0: He must have been speaking in some Japanese accent that they yeah. localized to southern. Like, like a western <laughs> or southern. I don't know which one.
1: I appreciate that.
0: Pikachu. His Pikachu is named Chuchino.
1: Yeah, not Sparky. That's interesting. He has the nicknames for the rest of his Pokemon, but they are different too.
0: Yep. So Richie's—I mean, he's like a like a normal guy. He's like friendly and approachable, and he thanks Ash, or he congratulates Ash on his win because he saw the the Krabby evolving into Kingler situation and it stuck out in his mind. You know, he's not annoying. He's not a con artist. He doesn't <laughs> trap people in elevators or shove them off mountains or whatever Richie was doing.
1: Yeah, that's
0: all we want. It's just a normal person.
1: Well, that's the, we have to get it through these, these side spin-off iterations because we don't get that in the main show.
0: No. There's a really funny moment where Ash is going to pretend and say he saw Richie's match and congratulate him on his victory. And then she's <laughs> like, oh, I got to go. It's time for my match. And I'm like, oh. And Ash is like, oh, thank God. I didn't fuck that up.
1: That's kind of like, it, that kind of gave me the vibes of like, you know, when you're talking to somebody and you can't understand what they're saying. So you just like, you're like, what? And you're like smiling and then they repeat themselves and you don't know what to say. You don't want to pretend like you heard what they said. So you're like, yeah. And that's not what they asked at all. Like, did you get that vibe? I don't
0: know. Ash is very much more down to earth than this.
1: Yeah, because he's in his mind. Like he's thinking to himself, shit, I'm so wrapped up in myself. I didn't like pay attention to this kid. So I have to pretend that I like pretend to compliment him. Otherwise, it'll come across as bad. Mm -hmm. That was cute.
0: Ash develops a bit of, it seems like a little crush on Richie, (laughs) because Richie um, sweeps his battle without any losses. Cut to that evening. Ash has a secret weapon.
1: I love this. This is great.
0: He informs Misty and Brock that he has a secret weapon. And the Pokeball has a little button on the Pokeball that says secret.
1: I know. It's so cute.
0: I guess you can program them to just say whatever. <laughs>
1: well well yeah, because we talked about that, the like the order that they caught them in, there's usually a corresponding number, like one, two, three, or whatever.
0: Yeah. But well, the numbers have pretty much vanished at this point.
1: Yeah. I don't they don't have the badges anymore on them. Like the Pokeball button badges, but
0: Anyway, the the secret weapon is a Charizard. Ooh. Because the the friendly Charmeleon he had evolved into a Charizard, and now it won't listen to him.
1: Can I just make a comment here? Mm -hmm. I like this, how they did this in interpreting Charizard, because as we know, Ash's Charizard in the show is just a dick. For no other reason, it's just a dick. This This is highly unusual behavior, even for Pokemon, in the show. But in this, Charizards, in general are notoriously moody and hard to control, and even professionals have a hard time with Charizard as a species, not just Ash's Charizard being an asshole. Like, they're just very difficult Pokemon to control Any anyone who has one. So I like this better, actually. So at least
0: there's an explanation at all.
1: Yes, as to why. As opposed to
0: it just randomly happening.
1: Yeah, like how, because we've talked about this too. Like, how did... I mean, we joked about it like, oh, Ash just mistreated Charmander and it was full of, you know, he was done with his shit. But like it completely addresses why there's such a 180 when it comes to his personality changing.
0: They also include the Moltres torch in a okay. very weird way.
1: <laughs> yeah, talk about that. That was interesting.
0: Apparently you can just like go and buy a, a torch and light it and it's a Moltres torch. You can use it to hypnotize a Charizard into doing whatever you want it to do, but it only lasts for, like, a brief moment. So it's not an effective training method.
1: So these are very specialized training tools that... I guess. That people can use for training unruly fire Pokemon, but they're only supposed to be, like, last resort items. Like, they're not long-term training tools. They're just, like, if you're in a pinch... You can hypnotize fire Pokemon with them until you can get them under control or something.
0: Do they does someone have like a farm of Moltres somewhere <laughs> and they're like milking them for the flames? What's going on? Ew, with this? that's
1: a visual I didn't need, but
0: <laughs> Okay, weird. This manga always has like the most radical reinterpretations of these anime plots, but
1: Creativity.
0: Sometimes they work, sometimes they're really weird. Yeah. It's different. But this is just a Chekhov's gun for later. Sure. Obviously. Anyway, Brock and Misty are like, well, let's just use the Pokemon you're good with. You don't need to use this Charizard thing. That's not going to work out for you. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) So Ash and Ritchie are the best of friends now. They see each other and they, like, scream at opposite ends of the hallway and run up to each other and (laughs) embrace. is how I interpreted their relationship.
1: Well, don't forget we had, in the show, we had that, like, sexy pond picnic thing that they had. And they were like rolling around in the grass together
0: (laughs) yeah this is a lot less sexually charged which is possibly ironic
1: but honestly best pals i thought honestly you know what considering like what we've gotten in this anime or this manga so far i thought it would be way more like intense but it actually wasn't like he
0: walks in on richie in the the locker room yeah oh richie yeah your towel yeah (laughs) (laughs) they have a talk in which i didn't write down the details but their talk made actually like made sense as a conversation between two people (laughs) as opposed to like whatever bullshit they were doing in the anime where it was like i love pokemon i love pokemon too i'm gonna be a master i want to be a better
1: master like whatever
0: (laughs) stupid shit oh yeah they like dick measuring (laughs)
1: contest that they had in the show yeah
0: Oh my gosh! Instead, they actually have a human conversation (laughs) in which they talk about how nervous they feel when getting onto the um, stage for these battles and being in front of hundreds of people with cameras.
1: Thousands of people—they're on TV. Thousands of people, yeah. Yeah.
0: And they feel like when when they're battling and they're in the zone, like they really feel like they come to life and they forget all about their nervousness. And I was like, okay, that's really interesting. They're talking about their shared experiences. And basically, their commonalities as athletes and as semi-public figures. That's an interesting conversation people would have.
1: That, you know what, that makes a good point. And it kind of reminded me of, like, musicians. Like, I know there's always several instances of, like, and you wouldn't think this because you're like, oh, if this is what you do for a living, like, as a musician, where you get up and perform in front of thousands and millions of people, you that you would not have a stage fright problem. Like, you wouldn't have an issue being in the public eye but i've read a lot of musicians and stuff performers comedians you know things like that they have stage fright really bad but they go up there and they perform and it kind of gave me that sort of feeling because it's like they get in the zone you know you're like if you're playing music or you're you know doing a performance or something you kind of have to block all that out and like you when you're in that zone of like battling or whatever you forget all that so, I don't know. I thought it was interesting. And you're right. It's very human. like
0: <laughs> Right. <laughs> Not like the characters in their animated <laughs> versions.
1: Wow. I mean, you would think it would be easier if like, people to write these characters because it's, like, human emotions that they're experiencing, but somehow we don't get that. It doesn't translate over.
0: Nope. Speaking of human conversations, Missy thinks that Ash and Richie facing each other <laughs> would be bad for them. But Brock thinks it's good because male camaraderie thrives on conflict.
1: This is funny. I like the two like outlooks of like what a female perspective on that would be versus a male perspective. I thought it was accurate, really. And then
0: Misty gets pissed cuz she thinks that's dumb, so she pulls his ear. Yep. I thought it felt fun. <laughs> the the little like bickering and bantering, it usually feels pretty on on the spot or what where do I what phrase am I looking for?
1: Like accurate. It feels
0: true to life. Yeah. Now Ash is facing Jeanette Fisher and I didn't write any details, but his cool-looking muck beat spell sprout,
1: which is exactly what happens in the show.
0: Yep. Meanwhile, Richie versus Gary. Whoa. Whoa! Plot twist. That didn't happen in the show.
1: That was. I love that. Actually, can I just say that? Like, Gary gets swept by Richie, and I was like shocked by that. Like, Gary didn't even get a single win. I was like, damn.
0: That's better because it ties everything together. Yeah. Basically, the Pokemon League sucked in the anime, and I'm glad the manga made some differences <laughs> to make it more fluid and <laughs> logical.
1: <laughs> yeah, and so that bullshit where we got where Ash had to fly in on a fucking hot air balloon and then like collapse in the middle of the arena. Remember that?
0: Yep, I tried to ignore it. Okay, I'm sorry. But now this chapter is over because now it's going to be Ash versus Ritchie in the next chapter.
1: Ooh boy. Okay, so chapter five. Is the Indigo Finals. And this basically, there's not a whole lot to say because most of the panels are just action panels of the battle happening.
0: I have a lot to say. Okay,
1: good. You can supplement then because I really don't. So the first battle is, of course, Squirtle versus Happy the Butterfree. So that's the one nickname that stays the same.
0: Why does Happy get to keep his name or her name? (laughs) (laughs)
1: i don't know i thought that was really strange because i'm like you don't have sparky or zippo you've got chuchino and charlie we'll get there
0: i thought that was pretty cute actually charlie charlie i
1: like that but zippo's funny because it's the name of a lighter so
0: it's a name it's a brand name maybe that's why they didn't use it
1: ah that's probably yeah you're right but they could use it in the show Uh, whatever i don't know anyway so butterfree looks really cool the design there's like spots on its feet i thought that was cool Squirtle and Butterfree end up being a double knockout and same with Pikachu and Chuchino which is the second battle.
0: Oh my god the Pikachu illustrations? Holy god. <laughs> what was that? It looked like Pikachu was possessed by the devil.
1: Yeah so obviously there's a bit more realism to the Pokemon as we've seen over these last few volumes. Um, just wait till we get to the Charizard battle. Just hold on. But yeah Pikachu versus Chuchino. I mean they're It's basically what you would envision if you envision two real-life rodents fighting each other, scratching each other. I mean, they were, like, really hurting each other. (laughs) Like, scratching and biting and all kinds of shit. Like, anyway, they end up killing each other.
0: Oh, yeah, it's another double KO. Yeah,
1: double KO, which hasn't happened in, like, the whole history of the Novice Tournament or something like that. Oh,
0: we can talk about that. This is the Novice Tournament. Yeah. So presumably there's, like, an intermediate tournament and, like, a pro tournament. I really like that. That's an interesting idea.
1: It was kind of like wrestling, right? Where you have, like, the different weight categories, like featherweight and, like, heavyweight and stuff like that. Like, which I think is much more appropriate.
0: Versus everyone being in the same yeah. cup.
1: Like, you have a this whole, like, smorgasbord of people. Like, a, any class of person, any level of trainer, like, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me.
0: Exactly. Like... It doesn't make sense for, for some kid who's on their first and probably only journey to be fighting against Ash, who's gone through nine regions. And- right, exactly. He's in yeah. a different
1: class. That's not fair. But this is much more realistic in that they're in a different class. They're in, Even though Richie is, like, far and away more talented than the rest of these people. I mean, Ash is supposed to be, we get the sense, like, Ash is, like, pretty pro at this point even for a novice but richie like completely cleans his clock and like takes out all these seasoned people like gary i don't know
0: well they're not that seasoned. they're all in the novice well (laughs) gary but
1: you know but you have the sense of like among the novices they're like the top class right so like even Mm -hmm. richie takes out gary and that's like shocking for ash he's like what oh my god anyway so pikachu and chuchino not sparky also have a double knockout and then They kind of call a timeout, and they're like, "Okay, I need to reevaluate. What am I gonna do? Richie's really good. All right." And so then they like have a talk with each other. I think they're like, "I'm gonna use my secret weapon. Are you gonna use your secret weapon?"
0: Is this when they FaceTime through holograms? Yes. In their little stands. Yes,
1: that was was super cute. They're both like, "Okay, we're gonna use our secret weapon. I wonder what the secret weapon's gonna be." And of course, it's two Charizards. (gasps) (gasps) Shocking, I know.
0: That actually kind of is shocking, because Zippo was a Charmander in the show.
1: Yeah, well, even Professor Oak is shocked by this, because he's like, holy crap, two Charizards in a Novice League tournament? Practically unheard of. We have Charizard, our Charizard and Charlie. This is where it gets really interesting. So Charizard is fighting Charlie, and they It gets to the point where it's become like vicious and dangerous. Like both are fighting on pure instinct. Charizard is like killing Charlie.
0: (laughs) It's a bloodbath. It's it's blood everywhere. It's like yeah, neck biting and goring. (laughs) I
1: don't even know. I'm sorry. Like I'm not even really good at explaining this because it's literally a blood. Yeah, it's a bloodbath. Like there's they actually draw the blood, and Charlie is like dying on the ground, and like charizard's biting its neck and misty and brock are in the stands like holy shit like ash like you're gonna charlie's gonna die like you
0: where's the ref
1: didn't well wasn't the ref did he say something or was it just did he i don't know i just no
0: one says this need, time this needs to stop you're both disqualified well that, that doesn't happen Why? i don't think
1: so but i know at one point Well, Brock and Misty are basically screaming at Ash, like, you've got to get it to stop. So he, Ash tries to recall it, it's not listening. The battle is getting to be, like, this is dangerous now. And so he pulls out that flare thing, but Charizard is so in a a rage that it ignores the flare. And Ash finally ends up recalling it before it can kill Charlie, and then the ref calls it then.
0: This is a bad ref, because Charlie <laughs> is laying in a pool of its own blood yeah. on the ground, oh, <laughs> crying out in intense pain. In agony. And the and the ref says, well, Charlie can still fight. <laughs> Richie wins.
1: Well, yeah, this is, okay, so Ash recalls Charizard, and the ref is, yeah, he says, okay, despite the massive injuries, Charlie's still alive. And you threw them, basically you forfeited because you abandoned the field. Ash would have won if he allowed Charizard to kill Charlie.
0: I don't think he should win if he allows Charizard to kill Charlie. I don't think you win
1: if you kill. I mean, is there rules against that? <laughs> I think you lose automatically, or at least
0: you should. I don't know. This ref might be taking money under the counter from Richie or some shit. I don't know. I kind I don't of... Know.
1: I kind of... I don't know. Like, how do we feel about, like, this is the Indigo League, so is it kind of like an anything goes sort of, like...
0: Well, in this world... Anything does go, as we've established. So,
1: uh, theoretically, Ash... If Ash was a hardcore trainer, he could have just con- honestly continued, and that would have been fine? Like, that wouldn't have been against the rules?
0: I don't know. It's seemingly not. No one said anything. No one stopped this from happening.
1: Well, Brock and Misty did.
0: Well, they were, like, screaming, And but Ash they did don't have any because... official authority.
1: Right. So, officially, nobody stopped it. So, that says to me that there aren't any rules against killing the opponent.
0: Jesus. Jesus.
1: Ash just had the had the um, conscience of...
0: Ash wasn't a bloodthirsty murderer, so he right. <laughs> called Charizard back.
1: But that makes me wonder now, because I'm like, oh, if Ash was just in it to win it, he could have conti- let Charizard continue and kill Charlie, but he couldn't do that to his best friend, his new best friend, so he's like, holy shit, I gotta jump in there. And so he throws the battle, obviously, he abandoned the field, and Richie wins by default, Which was way cooler than the shit we got in the show, I will say.
0: Oh my god. This was I mean, obviously the show couldn't have blood pouring out of wounds and (laughs) et cetera, et cetera. But this was a much better conceit than whatever stupid bullshit that was. Right. Having Charizard lose control and Ash call it back due to it being a danger, I think makes a lot more sense than Team Rocket kidnaps him, and he steals (laughs) the balloon, and he jumps into the stadium at night. Yeah. And whatever.
1: And Richie doesn't... Nobody calls the police, and Richie's actually like, okay, let's fight. Instead of, no, Ash, you're clearly at a disadvantage.
0: This is a much better take on the Richie saga.
1: Well, Richie still... I mean, he still kind of had a shred of that moment, because even though he technically would have lost, he still accepts the win, because he's like... (sighs)
0: Oh, that's a good point. Yes. Richie could have called back Charlie at any time.
1: Yeah, so he let him stay out there. <gasps>
0: oh, I didn't think of that.
1: Yeah, so he accepted... I mean, was Richie willing to let his fucking Pokemon Richie, die? Richie, you
0: vile little boy. Uh,
1: yeah, or was he... I don't know. Was he trying to recall him and he couldn't because Charizard was in the way? Or he did he not even try?
0: Well, I don't. they don't even have the balls in their hands. Because all Ash does is scream, return. And then Charizard turns back into a ball.
1: So Richie did not...
0: Presumably, you could ret- call it, regardless of circumstances. Yeah. Because there's no red beam track site thing going on. So
1: basically, Richie's a terrible trainer because he was totally willing to let Charlie die.
0: <laughs> Richie, I was I was standing up for you, Richie. I, w- I defended you. I Anything sang your Anything for praises. the win. He was... And, and look at you, Richie. Yeah. Look at you, manslaughter Richie. So
1: basically, Ash would have won if he didn't care so much about his friend and spare Charlie's life. So good for Ash. Anyway, Ash is the true winner in my mind. Then we get a really touching moment at the end. I really like this part. So Ash is like, he has another human moment where he's like, you know, I should have never let it get to that point. What was I thinking? I let my emotions get the better of me. Like, I wanted to use my secret weapon.
0: Oh, yeah. That's another thing Richie did. He egged him on to use a secret weapon. Yes.
1: I mean, to be fair, he didn't know it was a Charizard that didn't listen, but... You know, Ash was, like, really ashamed with himself. He's like, I can't believe I let my emotions cloud my judgment as a a human being. And I let this violent bloodbath happen in pursuit of, like, a win. I should never have allowed that and stuff. And Brock is like, Ash, as long as you grow as a person and you learn from this, you know, you'll always continue to get better. And I don't know. It was really sweet. It was really sweet, I thought. And Ash is like, you're right, Brock. He didn't have a little, like... Tantra moment that he had in the show yeah that was it so ash is kind of like empowered by this he's like yeah brock you're right i'm gonna continue to get better and grow and and learn as a trainer and do better next time and so that's when we end up in our favorite place ever after a time skip
0: valencia island
1: yeah we get to be at the orange islands now he goes by himself
0: yep next chapter chapter 14 slash six yeah the orange islands
1: yeah, I like this a lot, actually. He's, like, doing this for himself. Brock and Misty, or actually, well, Brock is not in the Orange Islands, but we don't have fucking Tracy, and we don't have Misty either, so.
0: Okay, Brock and Misty are not with him, because Ash is coming into Valencia Island via airship. But unlike the show, where it was, like, a wacky situation, apparently, like, blimps and zeppelins are very common in the Orange Islands, because there's, like, a ton of them floating around in the air. <laughs> That's like a primary means of transport in the Orange Islands. That was a cool visual, I thought.
1: As opposed to the ghost zeppelin that we got.
0: Yes. So Ash is here on Valencia, the largest of over 70 Orange Islands. I didn't realize there were that many. He's here for the Orange League, which takes place in a month. So he has a month's time to do four badges for where he can qualify for the league, which apparently is not nearly enough time. But Ash is like, I got this. Don't worry. (laughs) He runs into some beach punks who are not the beach punks from the show.
1: Yeah, the ones that were beating the shit out of Lapras.
0: Right. This time they're just kind of like townies who are little dicks to Ash. Yeah. Being like, you mainlanders think you can come here and win. And Ash is like, guess what? I will. Guess what I'm going to (laughs) do. So they attack him. They look like a lot more like children. Yeah. And they have like more like bodily diversity (laughs) than the guys in the show did. Yeah. Who were just, like, generic dude bros.
1: They're not animal abusers.
0: Right. They're not animal abusers. They send out their Pokemon, um, like they did in the show. Pikachu zaps them, and Ash is like, okay, bye!
1: One of them had a Hitmonchan, and it looked really weird.
0: (gasps) That will Okay, talk about Hitmonchan.
1: Okay, I don't even know where to start with Hitmonchan. Um, Hitmonchan looks like a scary person that has, like- a jewel in its forehead and, like, lines all over its face and stuff. And it doesn't have, like, boxing gloves. It has, like, just really big hands. I don't
0: know. It was a much better design it was. for Hitmonchan. It was. was it wearing the outfit?
1: Um, I I don't remember. I think it was.
0: Or was it, like, loose skin?
1: Ew. Well, isn't a Hitmonchan's, like, like any clothes that a Pokemon wears, isn't that, like, its skin, technically? Right. Ew. Yeah. It looked cool. It looked a lot cooler than the normal one.
0: Yes, I agree.
1: I would have loved to see Hitmonlee, but <laughs> oh well.
0: Ash has missed the ferry to the next island. As you said, there's no Tracy. Tracy's not here. Professor Ivy's not here. There's no GS ball.
1: There's no quackin' poker.
0: I yeah, just Ash and Pikachu. Yep. But there is a Lapras.
1: Oh And my. Lapras is
0: being eaten alive by Krabbies. Okay
1: that was scary that was really scary this like i i mean i guess that's like the circle of life and stuff like you have a a sick and dying animal and then the scavengers come to like take it away like it kind of reminded me of like you ever see like a bug on the sidewalk and like a bunch of ants are like
0: all the time swarming it
1: that's Mm -hmm. how it was like the crabbies were do
0: you ever see those beetles like the really pretty beetles that swarm all over dead bodies
1: oh my god stop (laughs) okay yeah, so um Lapras is being eaten alive.
0: What do we call a group of crabby? A claw. A claw? I don't know.
1: Oh, can I tell a can I tell a real life crab story? Yes, you can. Okay, this may be, maybe why I had such a problem with this and it scared the shit out of me is because when I was a young child, I was on a vacation in the Bahamas with my family. We were going and I, okay, my memory is really shaky because it was several decades ago. But we were on our way to go eat dinner at, like, a local restaurant. And, of course, there's, like, no transportation, so we were walking, right? And we took this – we didn't know where we were going, so we took this shortcut through this, like, abandoned beach area. Good plan. Yeah. Looking back, it was a terrible plan. But I also was, like, seven or eight, so, of course, I'm following the direction of the adults around me. So we're walking along this deserted, like, beach area in the middle of, like, nowhere, And all of a sudden we hear this, I don't know if you could try to like visualize in your head the shaking of like a hundred million seashells, just like a ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch noise, like clacking noise. I don't know. All of a sudden the entire ground starts to move under our feet. It's crabs. The entire beach is crabs.
0: I wonder why no one was there. Yeah.
1: and So we quickly discovered that's why nobody was there. So the entire beach is swarming with these crabs and they're all like starting to attack like our feet because we're like walking on them and they like just were popping out of the sand and clacking and, and everything. And it was the scariest shit I've ever had happen to me. And I was screaming my head off. So I so my mom jumped on my stepdad's back. And I jumped on her back. And so he's trying to carry us both out of the crabs. And the crabs were, like, attacking his feet. And I still have nightmares about it to this day.
0: I think the adults in that situation were making bad decisions when they took that pathway. Yeah.
1: And so, yeah, we quickly learned that that's why nobody was walking on that part of the beach. And I just had that flashback when I read this crabby panel. And I was like, yeah, crabs can be scary and horrifying
0: that unlock a core memory because I've never heard the story before. It did
1: unlock a core memory. I'm I never shared that with you in the twelve years I've known you. Yep. Yeah. All
0: right. Well, uh, thankfully Ash is there with Squirtle, and Squirtle just cutely swats all the crabs away with a water gun.
1: Oh my god. Okay. I'm
0: sorry that couldn't happen to you when you were on that beach being attacked by crabs.
1: I'm sorry. I'm like staring off into the distance. I think I'm having, okay. I'm like, ignoring. Like a I'm PTSD. ignoring you. I'm
0: ignoring you. <laughs> I'm ignoring you, because Ash goes to the Pokemon Center with a Lapras, who tells him, you know, Lapras is a baby, got separated from its family. Ash is like, well, I was just going to release it. And the nurse is like, oh, nice guy, huh? So Ash gets all flustered and blushes. But she convinces him that Lapras would be a good ride to use for his b- purposes.
1: <laughs> Stop! <laughs>
0: And that he should use it to ferry himself across the Orange island. That was
1: unfortunate words that you said in sequential What did I say? That what did I say? Purposes. Oh, not that. That's
0: not what I mean. I'm kidding. I know this is by a porn artist, but that's not what I meant. I'm kidding. Pikachu talks to Lapras because Lapras is afraid of humans, because I guess it it's kind of attacked by crabs, question mark. <laughs> and- <laughs> And Pikachu convinces Lapras that Ash is not a crab and <laughs> so, and agrees to ferry him to the next island. I mean, he's
1: dressed in red and crabbies are true. red. So. He's
0: got that red coat that he doesn't have in the show.
1: Yeah.
0: And so Ash jumps on Lapras and is like, let's do the Orange Islands. And Lapras looks terrified. The end.
1: Okay, I have, a, I have to back up just a, a hair because I have a Pokeball mechanic thing to talk about.
0: All right, let's do it.
1: Okay, so question so ash catches the the lapras and he brings it to the pokemon center and the nurse slash receptionist person there is like oh do you want me to register lapras as one of your pokemon oh interesting yeah and ash and that's to when he says no i was going to release it i wasn't planning on keeping it so isn't that's interesting to me that uh, catching a Pokemon in a Pokeball does not automatically register that Pokemon as one of your own. Like, you have to physically register them. I guess that
0: kind of makes sense, because that time early on when he got, like, the Mankey and the Drill and whatever, and he took them in to the Pokemon Center, and he was told that they were all Rank D or whatever.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. So he that wasn't actually, like, adding to his personal roster of Pokemon. He was...
0: You gotta register them.
1: Catching them. I thought that was an interesting little Pokeball mechanic thing. And also, I just wanted to comment on how tiny Lapras was.
0: Well, when Tracy doesn't exist, Lapras doesn't have to be big enough for Tracy.
1: Yeah, well, he's not ferrying around three people and a Pikachu. He's just ferrying around Ash. So he's much tinier than our Lapras in the show, which I thought was cute.
0: Yep. And that's it.
1: Well, overall, I mean... I enjoyed it. I thought it was an interesting... As always, this entire series, I thought it was an interesting take on what we have seen.
0: Mm-hmm. Some interesting deviations. Yeah. Um, I do think it's... it's it, Again, it's hewing closer than it was previously, but it's making some necessary improvements were needed.
1: I wonder how much like feedback that Toshihiro Ono got between each one, because they all... Especially compared to the first one, the flavor... there's It's a much different flavor. Joke-wise you know, drawing wise, you know, kind of overall and like like you said, it's kind of skewing closer to like the show. Even though they combined several episodes, like completely unrelated in the show, they combined into one chapter.
0: They combined the Florinda episode and the, the Meowth episode. The, Yeah,
1: like that. Like the completely mm-hmm. two different unrelated episodes. And, and the
0: Bulbasaur thing was a completely original story. Right, right. Pretty right. much. Yeah. yeah.
1: So, I mean, overall, it's good. We only have one more after this. So, Volume 4, Surf's Up Pikachu. Unfortunately, there was not any more after that.
0: I would have loved if this went into, like, Johto and stuff. If this had, like, been running this whole time.
1: Could you imagine? There, I mean, oh my gosh, there's no way they could have kept up with the show or any of that. But I just wonder how, like, where we would have gotten to if it had continued. Is there any reason specifically why they stopped or just?
0: I have. Don't ask me. I know there are there are other Pokemon anime adaptations, but this is by far the most interesting one.
1: Yeah, that's unfortunate. I mean, I know it can't, you know, nothing lasts forever and you can't you can't humanly possibly keep up with the show, but it would have been interesting what could have been. But anyway, so yeah, we have one more after this volume four Surf's Up Pikachu. Is that what we're doing next week, Austin? What are we doing next week?
0: Do not ask me. Our plans change every week, at the seems. We are always doing something different than planned.
1: <laughs> yeah, we're kind of, we've kind of had some, some personal stuff going on, hence why we kind of deviated. We were supposed to talk about the, um, the next two Orange Islands episodes, but until Jacob rejoins us, we'll be kind of deviating. So hopefully next week, Jacob will be able to return.
0: Are we going to be talking about the two episodes?
1: Well, it depends. I mean, it depends okay. on-
0: We'll see, we'll see what Our what personal happens.
1: availability. So- Listeners, we don't really know as of this moment recording, but either next week is going to be the next two episodes in the Orange Islands Pokemon anime series or Austin and I might be on our own again reading volume four.
0: Or if Jacob wants to, maybe he'll do Volume 4 with us next episode. If he's Who knows? available.
1: Who knows? It's kind of Who a knows? grab bag mystery box. We don't really know what's going to happen.
0: Maybe we're not even going to be here. Maybe our dogs and cats can take over the podcast for us. Yeah,
1: exactly. Maybe we're all just a bunch of crabbies in suits. Maybe we'll be eaten by crabs. Know. Who knows? It could happen. It almost happened to me. Oh, my gosh. Anyway, we'd like to say thank you for joining us. This was really unconventional and probably crazy. <laughs> But we appreciate you all. Thank you for joining us again. Um, if you want to leave any comments, questions, anything, please hit us up on our social media, out of the pan at gmail.com. Again, that's out of the pan at gmail.com. Or on Twitter at out of pan. That's out of drying pan and we will see you next week with whatever we decide to do question mark
0: oh my god oh my god what the entire floor is made of crabs
1: oh my god that's my nightmare and i'm gonna have a i no, am dream- no. i'm gonna have a fucking dream about that tonight i bet i just bet oh my gosh anyway thank you all for joining us again and we will see you next week as the journey continues